in a better mood already, guys. Good. I think the whiskey's kicking in. <laughs> That's how the show starts this week. <laughs> Please start the show there. I'm going right into the ad read. I'm dead serious. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021. Fuck yeah, we made it. Will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacays are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Com. I am fired up, guys. It is the first Monday morning episode of Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. Welcome to 2021. We have made it. A lot is changing, not just the year on the old calendar, but boy, it, I haven't seen Mello in a week. This is the longest we've gone without seeing each other since mom popped him out. So Aww. I'm just excited to be here. More than a week. Check my calendar. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I mean, it's I haven't just... seen you all year. I know that. Right. Oh, wow. uh, good one. Dad jokes for the win already coming out hot. Guys, this is so exciting that we're doing this two times a week. I get to see you guys and spend more time with you. As you guys looked in the intro, you were a little pissed off to start. And then you're right. like, you know what? I love these two guys. The whiskey's kicking in. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do a show. Right? Flashback till Thursday night, stick to football recordings. Uh, but you're right. Two times a week, Monday mornings, Friday mornings. Hopefully soon enough, people will be commuting again. Uh, or even if you're not, if you're going to stay working remotely, listen to this while you go on your run. Uh, I think it's going to be be fun. And it's going to give us an opportunity to talk a lot more about the news that's actually happening around the world of sports, which is what today's show is going to be a lot of getting caught up on the news from college football and the NFL. As you're listening to this, it is Black Monday in the NFL. And so that news will react to uh, more later in the week and also on social media because you can follow us at two guys a girl pod on everything a sad day but I, I feel like most of the hirings firings are pretty well known adam gase i'm gonna assume gone anthony lynn gonna assume he is also gone even though i don't know if he should be yeah try yeah. to finish seven and nine yeah with all those injuries not terrible um can we also talk about something that i'm pretty excited about Sure, sure. I just wanted permission. You know, I'm all about parliamentary procedure right now with the, with the election and all Go that stuff it. going on. So I know a few people have been waiting and excited for me to announce what the future holds for me. I Can know I I'm not reading. Interrupt you and just yep. say that Paige and I don't even completely know. <laughs> We're like, no, no one really does. That's people slide in my DMs, not so much anymore. And I'm sure Paige got this too. And they'd be like, "What's your brother gonna do?" I'm like, "Ask him." I, I'm not revealing that news for you. I'm not going to speak about it. Uh, so go ahead. Have your moment. Yeah, no, thanks. I appreciate you guys uh, holding the secret. That's why I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want it to leak. And to be honest, I didn't tell anyone because I wasn't really sure until last week exactly what it was going to be. Um, Mello knows this and, and our guy Big Country knows this, that I was talking to a couple teams about a role there. Uh, and just due to some of the hirings that haven't happened yet, um, I, I think that's something I'm going to pass on this time of year, unless like a crazy job comes in the next week, then see you guys have fun with the show. Uh, but it was something that I, for the first time entertained actually, you know, packing up and leaving for a job with a team, but it's, it's still not the right time for me. So actually today 
Uh, I'm launching a website called thedraftscout.com. And that's just because the NFL won't let me put their three little letters in a URL. So uh, thedraftscout.com. And if our background was to up on YouTube, that'd be great. There it is. Uh, thedraftscout.com. And it's going to be on a Substack platform, which does mean uh, eventually there's going to be a really small monthly membership fee. Um, but it's going to be like the price of a decent beer at a restaurant in Missouri. So not a lot of money a month, just seven bucks a month. And the, the what I've been telling people is that it's not just, I'm not going to ask you to give me $7 a month just to read things because I don't think that's fair. So I'm going to try to be, not try to be, I'm going to be much more interactive. I'm going to do uh, bi-monthly uh, like Zoom happy hours and scouting clinics. And we're going to do a lot of live Q and A's. And the other thing is people who sign up actually get, my personal email address. You get access to me. Some people um, that I, I kind of did a soft launch and sent it to some people who wanted the information early. They've already emailed me and been like, <laughs> hey, like here's an article idea. Here's something I've always wanted you to cover, but you haven't been able to at your previous spot. Now I can do those things. Uh, so I think it's just trying to get people like what we built on Tailgate Tormello and at our previous home was that community. I'm going to do the same thing there where building a sense of community with just people who they're like friendships and you're going to have access, but you're still going to get mock drafts, scouting reports, play rankings, the features, scout, scouting notebook, all the stuff that I've been doing just now doing it at a different URL. And as far as podcast goes, this is it. People keep asking me, when are you going to start a podcast? I have welcome. This is it. This is the podcast. We'll be doing it two times a week. Uh, we will be covering the draft like I love, like Mellow loves, like Paige loves. We'll be covering college football, the NFL. We're going to sprinkle in things like fun little side topics. We're going to sprinkle in segments like just a tip. We're going to bring back tailgate tour. That is a promise as soon as we safely can. And so it's going to be some of the old, some of the new. And then that's, that's my news. I'm looking forward to it. I know that there have been a lot of times that in the past you've been like, man, I really want to write about this. Uh, and you didn't have the okay. Uh, you had to get that okay still. So really some great ideas coming through and I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad I know now. It's yeah. Been so long. It, it would be great. Uh, Paige, ask Melo how many of my articles he's read ever. I can guess. It's definitely more than zero. Less than 10. Less yeah. than 20. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, and at least people can, I think this is going to be a unique experience for people that have really followed you for a while because one, it allows you to, hear directly from them and give them exactly what they want. And I think a lot of stuff we've seen on this podcast is like, Hey Matt, are you going to talk more draft? Are you going to do this? And I think this is a space for us to talk about all things sports. And yes, obviously we're going to be pretty draft heavy as it is now draft season. But um, I think this is different from your other podcast and people are, are learning that, but they still want some of the same content that you guys talked about on there. And that's where, um, you know, this website is really going to come into play for you. Um, and them to be able to, to see that stuff. And we get to have a little bit more uh, freedom to talk about whatever here in this safe space as a family. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm going to, I, I really loved and enjoyed my time at Bleacher Report. I'm excited to be able to do some of the things that we have wanted to do. Um, and it's not that they were ever like, no, you can't do that with things. It was just, they're it's trying to make money. It is yeah. a big corporation. They have a lot of sponsors to deal with. The days early on at BR where I communicated with the owner, the founder, be like, hey, this is an article idea I had. What do you think? He's like, great idea. Do it. Those things changed. And you know what? I was able to make a lot more money because those things changed. So I'm not complaining, but uh, I am excited. Like Paige said, it's draft season. We're going to be getting into things 
a lot more hot and heavy twice a week right here. And also Mello and I do a local uh, daily radio show. I say local, but it's, it's not, we're not talking about web city Cardinal high school football. We talk about the chiefs. We talk about the draft a hell of a lot on there actually. Yep. And you can stream it for free. It's called mic'd up. Uh, if you have a simple radio app, just type in Fox sports, Joplin, boom, bam, or go to mic'd up 113.com. You can stream it every day, two to four central. And uh page is going to be joining us on mic'd up when we get down to mobile in three weeks, guys. Yeah. Which will be fun. We'll Three just weeks. have to make sure that um, that swear jar can't bring that with you on radio. Can't Wait till we get to the New Year's resolutions. You'll hear that somebody right. is changing their ways. Ooh, there are um, a lot, a lot yeah. of New Year's resolutions this year. But, that's but, sure. but enough about Matt. Let's get to it, the show. Yes, Sorry, I've been waiting all day to say that. I'm like, yes, I'm just going right. to roast Matt. I can Matt. finally do it. We needed it. Okay. First one Let- of 2021. Let's start here. Friday uh, kicked off the college football playoffs, guys. Alabama against Notre Dame. The game was what we expected it to be. I think Alabama even held back quite a bit in the second half. It's like, yeah, this game was over. Let's not worry about it. Najee's jumping over people. Devontae Smith is winning the Heisman. And Notre Dame with that nice, quiet backdoor cover for all you betters out there uh, who hopefully you made some money on Notre Dame, Alabama, because you definitely lost some money on Clemson, Ohio State, unless you're a shrewd better. We'll get into that game a little bit, but... For me, the Alabama guys, this was not a great test for them. And I know we've talked a lot about the Notre Dame front seven on defense with Dalen Hayes and uh, Koromoa, Awusu Koromoa, a linebacker, excuse me. They have some dudes there. And Kyle Hamilton uh, eventually is going to be a stud also. I don't want to leave him out because he had a fantastic season. But Alabama was Alabama. And the offensive line was better this year, even with Landon Dickerson uh, banged up. Offensive line is still better this year. The run game was better this year. Najee was fantastic. And the thing about Mac Jones is I feel like the difference with Tua last year and Mac Jones this year is Tua had four first round wide receivers that he had to get the ball to, to make sure everybody had their touches and their reps and they were happy. Once Jalen Waddle went down, Mac Jones is like, I'm throwing the ball to Devonta Smith and I'm throwing the ball to Najee Harris. The rest of you can just wait until next year. And it really, really worked. So Alabama did Alabama things and they won quite easily. Yeah. And I think a lot of people wanted to kind of shit on Notre Dame for how they played and, oh, they didn't deserve a spot. How'd Cincinnati look, though? How'd Texas A&M look? And I know A&M won, and I'm a Texas fan. A&M beat a third-place ACC team who was without their four best players, two running backs, an exceptional linebacker, and a great wide receiver. Mm. They were all – I mean, that's a JV North Carolina team. So I think that Notre Dame proved that they deserved that fourth spot. No one was going to go into that game and make noise against Alabama. They're just too good this year. Yeah, no, I agree. I also just thought it was so interesting how – critical people are of Brian Kelly like the narrative around him is like it's so strange he constantly gets there and I understand as like a Notre Dame fan like you want to get back to winning national championships but he's gonna run into Alabama Clemson um, Ohio State every year and I just think it's so funny that like that happens so much with Brian Kelly but like look at Lincoln Riley like no one has ever said like Lincoln Riley should not have his job at Oklahoma or that they should like, they're usually in the same spot. Like they get there, but they're not there yet. That's a great point actually. And it's just really frustrating to me. And that's why it was like irritating when people were so critical of him, like kind of snapping at the reporter who asked like, well, like what now? You know what I mean? Like what needs to happen? He's like, look, we just lost. We'll figure it out. There's not much that I can say could change. Like they're doing the right things to get there, but it's just really interesting that people choose that narrative with Notre Dame, but don't do that with Oklahoma because they're a big 12 team and, and Notre Dame's problem is that they're not in a conference and that's why they blame the coach for it. I don't know. Well, and I think if, sorry, Paige, I mean to cut you off. No, if Lincoln Riley didn't have those two Heisman trophy winners, I think there would be a different conversation, but that almost gives, and again, 
I respect the hell out of Lincoln Riley. I don't, people, oh, you're a Texas fan. No, Lincoln Riley is amazing. I think he's one of the best coaches in college football. Uh, Brian Kelly is too. And yeah. uh, they're sitting on the same number of national championships last time I checked. Yeah. So, well, except for Kelly's been to more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's a big Saban era. It's like the Jordan Bulls. Like so many guys are not going to have a national championship because Nick Saban's winning them all the time. Well, Belichick Brady. It's like right. you would look at Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, Aaron Rodgers. Like why do these guys only have one or none? Well, because Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are pretty fucking good. It's yeah. the same thing in college football right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, our parents actually asked me because I made them watch the Alabama game uh, this weekend. They're like, is Alabama always good? It's like they've been number one for at least a week for 14 straight years. So as long as you've been tolerating watching sports with us as adults, they've been good. Yeah, and been and even, time. you know, my da- my daughter, who's 20, is like, yeah, I d- they've never been bad since I was alive. And so it is like I this era will be called the Nick Saban era. Guaranteed. Yeah, I don't think it's because he's that good. No, it's Dude's still doing it. It's not and his little headset thing. I Paige, I'm sure you saw but like that. I can't. Hear I can't you. hear you. What? I can't I hear can't you. Hear you. Well, <laughs> the best part is that he like he like there's always something. And what's funny at the end of the game, when he was talking to the reporter, he was like, you know, we didn't really finish it out the way we wanted. There's always something for me to cl- complain about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like makes fun of it because he knows he's that way. But that's why he's so good at what he does. And that's why he wins and will probably win another national championship. Um. it's so funny though and entertaining because too i'm not name dropping but i am friends with his daughter and she didn't see that yet and it's just funny to see like how he is is like how she sees him and then how everybody else sees him they see him as like this like grouchy whatever and he's just not like he has a great sense of humor and i think that's why players also like love him so much because he is that way but yeah him not being able to hear during the halftime was so funny he was like two seconds away from just chucking that headset winning by the way yeah winning Winning comfortably yeah like oh alabama's up like 20 points nick saban's losing his shit at halftime uh you'd love to see it alabama will play ohio state a lot of people myself included i pick clemson to win this game i believe we all pick clemson to win this game yep okay and Clemson uh, disappointed. And I think not to make excuses, Ohio State whipped the shit out of them. They deserve a lot of credit. Ryan Day is a hell of a coach. Justin Fields played the best game of his college career. Clemson, uh, very shorthanded defensively. That is a young defensive line anyway. Once Skalski uh, goes out for the targeting hit, you're already thin at the safety position. It felt like from then on, Ohio State could really do whatever they wanted. Trevor Lawrence was pretty limited in this game in the first half, just in terms of ball control. They, ne- they never really had extremely time possession. Then in the second half, we see the fumbles pop up for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think this game was, again, kudos to Ohio State. They played an amazing game. This game was so much about the quarterbacks, and, and I'm not sure if you guys had this. I had so many people tweeting me Friday night like, are you sure Trevor Lawrence is QB1? <laughs> yes, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence yeah. is QB1. Here's my thing, and I'm not trying to rant today because I'm in such a great mood, but so many people live in the attention span that's maybe four hours long, which is this college football game, you know, and we think that that last game is who these players are. Let's not forget that the two games before that, we were talking about Justin Fields maybe being QB4 in this draft class. A lot of people had him there before Friday night. I'll be curious to check in with people this week and see what that perceptive change is, but playing Clemson is not playing Alabama. That's one thing. I'm not rooting against Justin Fields. I hope he has a great game against Alabama as well. He's a really, really good kid. He's a really, really good quarterback. Let's not like you can't let one game erase two. And it, that's why when we scout, you talk about put players in a bubble. You got to look at all of it. You have to look at every game Justin Fields has played and try to evaluate that situation. 
I was impressed Friday night. My quarterback rankings aren't changing right now. It's still Trevor Lawrence. It's still Zach Wilson. Then it's Justin Fields. Yeah, I was getting a lot of that too. And I think we saw it even with uh, Wilson when he was tearing it up in his bowl game. People are like, oh, got to move him up the board now. It's You can't overreact to these one-game things. I think that's what 2021 is going to be about. Like, obviously, 2020 sucked. So many just one-game overreactions to absolutely everything, even in, like, the NBA world. Like, Steph Curry is getting shitted on right now because the, oh, yeah. the Warriors suck. It's just everyone is overreacting to these things. I need to slow down a little bit. Like with Clemson, it sucks they lost. I thought they would win. I really think that not having Tony Elliott calling the plays there really affected that offense. Yeah. They were just not able to get into a rhythm. Travis Etienne gets Travis, banged up. Yep. Travis yeah. Etienne not able to do what he's supposed to do or usually does. Um, but Ohio State beat them, and that's what you have to do. And they showed up when they were supposed to. They beat them. They deserve credit. Good luck against Alabama. Yeah. And with a banged up Justin Fields, like he – Oh my God. Could not run. Like, and that's what was so exciting about the first part of that game was that we were seeing what we knew Justin Fields could do by running. And then he took that giant hit and you could just see that there was no way that he was leaving. And I thought, okay, this is it. Cause they're going to be able to figure this out. Especially a guy like Venables who like everybody hypes so hard and he's always wanted every year for um, head coaching jobs. I thought he could make the adjustment and have his team make the adjustment. And I was shocked that, it was such a blowout, but um, yeah, I don't think Trevor Lawrence moves down at all. I know people are still very, they were like, I think even calf was like, I don't think he's the number one. I'm like, okay, he is. Let's he just, is. let's just be real. He but is. I also just like took great pride in the fact that um, my Christmas present for Dabo happened. Um, Clemson fans, Clemson fans. Um, I'm happy to know that I can say it correctly now, but I'm also very happy that he got a slice of humble pie because when you rank a team 11 in the coaches poll and then double down over and over again and say, what universe do I live in that this, that playing six games is enough to get in. And then, (laughs) and then, yeah. And then after claim like, Oh, I don't regret that. I was doing it based on the number of games. It wasn't anything personal. Like you knew that was personal and you gave them bulletin board information. Like, that's that was fuel to the fire and and also I loved I wanted Ryan Day so bad like I thought about it I was like okay I want him to be really petty and be like not bad for a team that only played six games or something in like his post game press conference but he didn't he literally was just like you know we can control what we control and then like the reporter asked Justin Fields specifically about being ranked and he was like I'm not going to comment on that and just like walked away yeah and he got close it was like he wanted to but he's like mm, I'm not going to it's like yeah. what, do you remember when, uh, they asked Quentin Williams something about it and he's like uh, nope. <laughs> wait, what? Is, nah, no, I'm good. Wait, who was he? Who did they ask him about? I forget who that. I I don't remember now. I don't now remember I either. But he was up. like, yeah. Clearly, yeah. was the gift that keeps on giving. Though. Giving. So for real. But yeah. So Dow got a slice of humble pie, and I was I was happy to root for Ohio State um, over him after he was very disrespectful to a team that he was playing. It's weird. We Melo and I talk about this a lot where a game like that, like I'm completely unbiased. Like I don't care who wins. I'm there to watch the players. I'm there to see a good game. Mm-hmm. And then the ball gets kicked off. And you're like, kind of want Dabo to lose. Like I just, I love Trevor Lawrence. I don't want that for him. I, I'm such a big fan of Trevor Lawrence, the person, right? Yeah. Not even just the player, the person. But then it's like, eh, Dabo kind of needs knocked off his pedestal. Yeah, same with Travis Etienne. I was like, he, he like took a hit. And I remember being like, oh, no, no, no. Like, and I, my whole family was obviously rooting for Ohio State. And they were like, what? And I'm like, no, 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 I like that guy. I want him to yeah. do well. I just right. don't want the team to lose. Yeah, I just want the team to lose. I have that right. a lot. 
Like, I want that guy to do well, but I want that whole team to lose. I try to explain that to my son because anytime a game's on, he's like, who are you rooting for, dad? Like, no one. Well, <laughs> you got to pick someone. <laughs> so I'm conditioned one. now. I have you to say pick. no one, but you're yelling at the TV. Right. So yeah. what's happening? Did you want to Boy, I, I will say, relate. you mentioned the hit on Justin Fields. Um, things like that. I know I just said, like, went on the thing about scouting a bubble. You got to look at the whole picture. That is one of those things you look at and say, that toughness is impressive. And you're going to, I wrote it down. I have a notebook I keep with me all the time. Toughness, underline it, circle it, whatever you got to do. And it's leadership. And that's what people want to see. I think what he did over the summer, and you got to give Trevor Lawrence credit too, what he did over the summer with the you know Black Lives Matter movement and equality was so impressive. What he did Friday night coming back from that hit, that's football character. That stuff matters to your locker room. That matters yeah. to the players around you. Well, and not to harp on this much longer, but I think too for Justin Fields, like a lot of people when he transferred had questions about his character and about his like motives because during that time, like a lot of guys were sitting behind others and like being upset and moving to other places because of it and being a little petty. And that like wasn't his circumstance. And so I'm glad that that sort of has shown in his time at Ohio State um, that he isn't that guy and that he is somebody who can, you know, is tough and not going to complain and is going to grind it out. So um, I definitely am glad that we got to see that from him. Yeah, absolutely. So big for your huddle too. Yeah, to have is. your starting quarterback come back in and throw that touchdown. Like that changes the whole game. Two passes uh, or, or later. Maybe not changes it, but it, I mean, it could. If he's out and you have to come back after halftime without your quarterback, you could lose that game easily. But they didn't. And I was not a very good player. I, I topped out in high school, not trying to make this about me, but I know that there was a time where our quarterback broke his ankle and, and I only played on defense, but our quarterback broke his ankle. And like on defense, we were like, he's out there playing with a broken ankle. Like we have to step up and rally. And I think you see that at a professional level too. Like Justin Fields gets rocked. Your defense is like, we're nope. We're like strapping it on the rest of the no, game. It's like, like baseball. Like, oh, you just hit our guy. Now we're going to hit you. Exactly. Not cheap yep. shots or anything. No, but, but you're going to play run. harder. Yep, absolutely. So I think we saw that. So congrats to Ohio State, Alabama. Going to be one heck of a game. Can't wait to, to see that. Sucks we're not going to be there this year, but we'll be watching it nonetheless. The news over the weekend, though, that shocked me the most was this one. Texas fires Tom Herman. And immediately the rumors started that Steve Sarkeesian would be the new head coach. It is official. They announced the firing and hiring in the same day. They had videos ready for the Texas football social media accounts. Ready, yeah. They had Zoom conferences scheduled. I thought I moved on fast. My team moves on faster. <laughs> this is where you get it from. He had the door code code. He already had the door code. He got it. So kudos to the Longhorns. We are one of the same friends. That dude drove the Tahoe to the <laughs> right? interview. He did, man. He did, right? He helped her move her stuff out. She didn't have to steal the crock pot. <laughs> they helped. Anyway, Steve Sarkeesian, the new head coach at Texas. I've been asked a lot how I feel about this as a Texas fan. I liked Tom Herman. One thing, though, over the last two to three years, you heard from players that they really did not like Tom Herman, whether that was because they were entitled and he was too hard on them or uh, or he was a dick. It's really a, a tale of two stories with the players and their feelings toward Tom Herman. My biggest critique is that players who came there, four and five star players, were not developed. And that goes to the head coach. The recruiting at Texas is exceptional. These are top five classes. You're the University of Texas. You can recruit. The player development was really, really poor. And I think that is going to be the lasting legacy of Tom Herman at Texas is that 
they didn't they didn't get these guys. They didn't give Sam Ellinger the weapons around him that a Baker Mayfield had at Oklahoma. Well, they that a Jalen Hurts. Yeah, like you said, they, they got they did develop. develop them. And so that's what I'm excited watching Steve Sarkeesian. By the way, what a what a great story. The second chance that this guy is getting now after what happened at Washington and USC. This redemption story I think is be fun. But if you're a Texas fan and you saw what he did with Najee Harris, what he did with all the receivers at Alabama, putting playmakers in a position to succeed. Indeed, Bijan is going to have 25 touches a game next year, minimum. He should. He minimum. Should. And, you know, even with Texas, like you said, like there are skill guys out there. They've been recruiting with Tom Herman very well. It just wasn't happening on the field. And I think with Sark, hopefully, as a Texas fan, obviously, hopefully they can develop and they can bring an exciting offense. Because watching that Tom Herman offense for the last four years, it was not great. There oh, were times yeah. where it would blow up and it would be really good. But it's like, why are we still running – quarterback power all the time you have a running back who's averaging 18 yards a carry and you're only giving him 11 carries so i would like to get back to the running game or at least getting the ball in the hands of the guys who are the most talented and with tom herman it just wasn't happening like you said a lot of the players that had come through there before hated tom herman and you even saw like charles and tweeting like it's so great to be able to cheer for my team again and, and things like that so Hopefully, uh, both it works out for both guys. Like, I liked Charlie Strong. I liked Tom Herman. I thought Tom Herman would get another year. So, even when Paige texted us, I was like, Herman's gone. I was like, what? I like, I really thought after that bowl game performance, he had bought himself another year. But uh, as we know now, Sark was probably already hired when that bowl game definitely happened. was. <laughs> definitely was. They're waiting for the CFP round one to end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping they do the respectable thing, though, and let. The kids who signed with them early, if they are not excited about Sark and don't want to go to Texas, then I do hope they let them out of that because I do think that was a little bit um, of a yeah, play a by shady. the AD. I don't think they will. Yeah, I think the yeah. AD was a little shady on that front, but something you said really resonated with me in terms of like players not liking him. Like there are places that you get guys that have offers to go everywhere. Okay. And I think Somebody had said this about Rich Rod and um, having seen how he coaches, I kind of understand it. Like when he went from West Virginia to Michigan, like guys at Michigan have offers to go everywhere. They chose Michigan because it's Michigan and it's elite. Like they don't do well with the like asshole that doesn't give a fuck about you type mentality. That kind of coach doesn't work there. And I think Sark coming in and having been at Bama where like they have a lot of those same type of guys, I think he's a great fit. Like when I, I first, I was like, wait, it's already happening. Like it's real. Like I thought people were just like throwing Stark out there. You know how Twitter is like immediately they right. tweet things. Then I was like, wait, no, this has like, legs. even when I text you, you were like, it's just a rumor. And I was like, no, you're like, like no, there's it's <laughs> confirmed. My guy told me it's happening. By the way, it was very early this time. And I had just worked a 12 hour day. It was um, very early. But yeah, no, I, I think it's a great fit. And I think um, in terms of players liking him, alumni, I think that that, is a good place for him demeanor wise. And also just so, so excited for him because I having seen all of the stuff and had working through that kind of stuff, when you work in and you hear reports of some of the things that happened and, and the very public things that he went through, it's good to see him come out the other side and kind of get this opportunity at a place like Texas. And I can tell a lot of Texas alum are like super behind him. Um, which is a big thing for the program too. That's the number one thing for, for college football programs is to have players that have gone through there, be super vocal and supportive of the program and the coach. And have Matthew McConaughey on your side. That's really all that too. His book is fantastic, by the way. You're fine. 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, I already I already hit that follow button on Twitter. Waiting for the follow back, Coach. Just go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and do that. So that would help me out a lot. Uh, let's let's keep ripping through the news, guys, because um, we talked about Justin Fields, we talked about Trevor Lawrence, we talked about Mac Jones. We briefly mentioned Zach Wilson, but he has officially declared for the NFL draft. I know early on, I waited to watch Zach Wilson because I, I just wanted a bigger body of work out there. So I waited until around Halloween to start watching him. And then there was the question of, does this guy have to do a, a mission? You know, as a Mormon, does he have to go do a mission? Uh, or is he going to go right to the NFL? It's almost like a military thing where we look at guys and say like, well, if you're at a service academy, you got to do your, your time, uh, you know, doing your, your tour uh, or service, whatever they call it, service time. With Zach Wilson, I do wonder wondered if it was going to be the same thing. He kind of cleared that up. He has declared for the NFL draft. As I said earlier, he is my QB too. And the thing about Zach Wilson, you're not going to be able to just like look at the the scouting report, the stat sheet, and be like, oh, six three, like two twenty. Okay, like what what do we love about this kid? He's got a good arm. It's not great. He's not exceptionally fast. He's not exceptionally big. To me, he has that. And I know people hate this, especially analytics Twitter, because I've already been hearing it. To me, he just has an it factor. And it's kind of like Deshaun Watson, where he's not that big, he's not that fast, his arm's not that strong, but when those lights come on, the dude makes plays. And I'm not saying Zach Wilson will be Deshaun Watson, but I do see some of the similarities of he's always the best player on the field. And there are times he he struggled against Coastal a little bit. He's been the best player on the field in every game he played in this year. Yeah, I think one thing, too, with him is you look at the way the NFL is going. It's what can you do when the plays break down? Like a quarterback coach or you know, a head coach, offensive coordinator, they can find you open receivers. They can scheme guys open. But what are you going to do when you have a 300-pound defensive lineman barreling down at you? Mm-hmm. That's when guys like Zach Wilson can be special. They can get out of the pocket. They can make throws on the move. That's what he does for me. And that's a lesson that I learned from Patrick Mahomes. Like looking at him at Texas Tech, I was like, that's never going to work in the NFL. Well, now the NFL has changed. It's a lot different than what it was four or five years ago. That's why I have Wilson number two. I, I think that he's probably still going to be drafted number two overall as well. But I don't, I'm not in love with this quarterback class. I think it's deep, but I, I don't think Zach Wilson is like a special talent. Like I, he's not up there for me with like where Tua was or you know having Justin Herbert go that high and play as well as he did. I don't like Herbert, but I, I do wonder what teams are going to do with him weighing him against guys like Darnold and now Tua, a lot of people questioning, should they move on from him? So it'll be interesting to see what the NFL thinks about Zach Wilson. Yeah. I'm curious too, what, how he responds. Like, I think once he gets to a team and obviously he gets reps in, like, I'm curious to see like, if it doesn't go well, how he responds, because I think that's like the biggest thing for a guy who maybe hasn't played against the the physical opponents that some of other prospects have. So I'm kind of curious on that front, how it goes for him. I'm, I honestly, you guys have been super high on him all year. So, I mean, that's fair. What I saw to Justin Fields was amazing. And if he could play like that all the time, that would be pretty ridiculous. Right. But uh, the consistency factor for Justin Fields hasn't been there. So so I had, sort of have to agree with you guys, which I never thought was going to happen, uh, that he he should stay where he, you guys had him. Yeah, and I think the the conversation, uh, I was talking to someone who, a director of college scouting over, over my vacation, and we were talking about quarterbacks. And I was like, well, you know, it's for me, it's Lawrence Wilson Fields. He's like, whoa, 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 I thought you were a Trey Lance guy. I was like, oh, I am. It's just a lot of questions there. And he was like, where they had Trey Lance when the season began is where they still have him. And it was like, we basically put a pin in his name and he is not moving. So if you liked Trey Lance in September, why don't you now? And I was like, well, it's just 
It's just like, it's almost like the, the stock market for me. I haven't seen it. I still like all the things right. I saw. I just, I want to see it again. I want to see, and we're not going to get a chance to. I think that there's even a conversation. There are going to be teams that like Trey Lance in that same range as those guys. So four quarterbacks in the top 10 is still really possible. He hasn't played football so in so long. And even yeah. like, you know, Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith, like there's arguments and discussions there now too. And I'm kind of in that same boat to where it's, it's probably recency bias, but I haven't seen you play in so long that yeah, I've kind of forgotten. And it's hard to back and watch those games. It's like, well, I've already watched this. Like, you're not going to wow me all over again. Now, I am curious, you guys, do you think that NFL teams will ask uh, Zach Wilson about the headband? I don't think so. Because, I mean, like, that's just like a cocky, bold move for a guy that, like, that's not necessarily his thing. Like, if Baker Mayfield did something like that, like, we'd expect it, but I sort of yeah. didn't expect that from him. And I don't think after playing Coastal that he really had that tough guy mentality. Um, so I'm kind of curious if they, they'll ask him about that, just because I know they throw random questions at some of those guys yeah. and catch them off guard. I'm curious if they'll ask him how he felt about that whole situation. One thing that I worry about with Wilson, and this is something I stole from Matt, too, is like this guy's never had any adversity in his life. What, what is he going to do when he has to go out there and be a big boy and live in, you know, maybe New York City? And he hasn't been exposed to that. I mean, he's always just kind of had an easy go of it. And I don't know that for a fact. I'm kind of assuming and putting together pieces of the puzzle, but what are you going to do when things break down and they don't go perfectly and you don't have this perfect structure around you? That's going to be tough. Is New York City going to be too much for him to handle coming from Utah? I, I don't know, but it's a question you have to ask. Perfect segue into the fact that Chris Mortensen says Carson Wentz has requested a trade. A guy coming from a small program who was a four-year starter there, won a ton of games, won a ton of national championships, was the number two pick in the draft to one of the most rabid and awesome fan bases in football, and they have turned on him completely. And... A lot, something I've been talking about for weeks is that he's had the yips, not weeks, months. It got in his head that they, Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl. Town doesn't love you. They give you a contract extension. Town doesn't love you. They draft Jalen Hurts. Ooh, backup's the most popular guy in town. Then you get benched. And Chris Mortensen says that the relationship with Doug Peterson is fractured. Wentz wants out, and he's even willing to move his contract around to facilitate that. I still don't think that's actually possible because the Eagles are going to be on the hook for, and I, I'm, I apologize, I don't have my notes in front of me, but it's like $64 million if he's not on the team this year. So I don't know how you do that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. I, and I don't know anything about the salary cap. I wish I could understand it, but I don't. But I do think that this is a, an interesting way out, kind of forcing the trade, and it's, it's almost becoming a little public. And that's not how I thought this relationship would end. But uh, you talk about you've been saying it for months. This guy has the yips. I think that he finds a way to pair up with Frank Reich. He's probably going to be the Colts quarterback. Uh, I don't know. Maybe start looking into those Wentz number 11 Colts jerseys. Right. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, really it's good. it's messy. And then we've been hearing like more so than ever. Like, I don't I don't know, Matt, if you remember or Mello, like when he was coming out, were there any questions about his character or none, you know, uh, being sort of like he seemed like somebody who everybody just thought was such a good person. And so nice not not to say that he's not a good person, but I'm just saying like there has been some conversation about how maybe he hasn't handled the Jalen Hurd situation very well. And obviously the situation isn't going well in the communication stuff. And it is hard when you have like, you basically feel like it's everybody against you, but mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think that that was a thing when he came out. Like I think everybody thought he was an easy high character right. guy, as they say. I, I remember talking to a GM who actually interviewed him and, and I asked the same question. I was like, what's this dude about? And he's like, 
All he cares about is hunting and playing football. And they loved that about him because he didn't have the outside interest. You weren't going to worry about him losing time to something else. But what got us on this point, like Melo said, this guy who really never had any adversity. You know, you could say who he wasn't a big time recruit, but he was basically the king and the god of that level of football at its best program. It would be like going to Alabama and playing quarterback. It's just at the FCS level. Uh, So the adversity just wasn't there. He'd never been bad. Even when he got hurt as a senior, he came back and won a national championship with a hurt hand, I believe. Then he goes to the senior bowl. He's the MVP there. Number two pick in the draft has a lot of success early on. It's just like, I think the injuries not winning that super bowl and then them drafting Jalen hurts. It just, I don't know Carson Wentz personally. It feels like it got in his head and he couldn't come back from it. That's yeah. something that you see in baseball all the time. Like some guys just aren't meant for it. And they go through these slumps where they're not hitting at all and it gets in their head and it ruins them. And we don't see it as much in football, but I do think it's definitely something that we're seeing now with Carson Wentz is that the dude just needs a win. He needs something to go right for him to maybe get him back on track. Maybe that is Frank Wright in Indianapolis. I don't know, but it's definitely not going to happen for him in Philadelphia. No, I think that ship has sailed, but you do hear the other side of it that like the ownership and Howie Roseman, the GM, they believe in him still. And I think they have to be worried of like Jalen Hurts is like pretty good, but what if it's just, what if it's beginner's luck? What if it's that Jimmy Garoppolo five and O stretch? What if it's Drew Locke's end of his rookie year where guys look really good and then uh, the next year wheels fall off a little bit. And it happens a lot of times with athletic quarterbacks too. You throw them in there, their athletic defenses don't know what to do with them. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be okay, but it, it could be that. And, yeah. and I felt Paige's eye roll on the gym. Oh, well, I oh, felt I, it. I saw it, the whole thing. <laughs> um, also, are, are like Eagles fans, like the new Tennessee fans, where like they're using social media to basically bully it, the front office and them into making decisions, right. like in the fact Maybe. that like we'll never accept him. So like you need to fix this, um, which it, which it's sad because it's frustrating that, that there's so much access to them now and it's very – like the media is not a, like people blame social media, but the media takes social media and makes it into a storyline as well. So, um, and rightfully so, because people care about it. So yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how this whole thing plays out. And I don't think it's going to be very pretty. Love the drama though. Love it. Love the Annabelle's drama. never short on it. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, Adam Schefter guys, uh, little Shefty bomb Sunday morning says that the jets will make a huge trade this offseason, either of Sam Darnold who struggled again on Sunday or of the number two pick in the NFL draft, which they hold, I actually think the Jets could manage to do both. And I'm not predicting anything. This isn't like me trying to be an insider. I'm just saying they could do both. If they like this quarterback class and say, you know, we really like Justin Fields and Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. We're going to move Sam Darnold. We can slide back in that draft order a little bit. Let someone come up. If they want to, especially get a if, quarterback. There are, uh, if there are dolphin rumors, like we said, like a lot of people are saying they, they might replace two or they should at least kick Crazy the tires talk. on it. Uh, that would be the spot to trade up to, though, would be number two. And we've yeah. seen the dolphins lie a lot about, you know, who they want, who they're interested in. They even said last year, like, ah, we don't even care about two. I don't even want the guy. We're going to go some other position. I don't even remember what mm. the rumor was now. But maybe they do that, and maybe they do get a lot of people interested so that their guy falls. They want somebody else to trade up for a quarterback. They don't need one, so we could see. I think you're right. The Jets do both things. They don't have to do one or the other. It could be a trade down to pick number six or seven or whatever it is and still get their quarterback. Fans are going to lose their mind if that happens. They but, will, but they always do. They're the Jets. Yeah. And, but they also are probably going to move on from Darnold, too. 
Yeah. Do you think, I was just going to ask, do you guys think that's a sure thing that they're just going to move on from Donald? Cause I know like last two weeks ago, we talked about how like now you just have to pivot to focusing on him, but you guys think that maybe that's a done deal. Man. I, I don't think it's a done deal. I really don't. The last, the last couple things I heard coming out of there were that they still believed in him. And there's definitely a belief that Adam Gase has just ruined him and he doesn't have anything around him. So it's kind of like with Tua. Okay. What if we give this guy structure with Tua? It's a really young team. His best receiver got hurt. You know, they, they don't have a run game. I think you can say the same thing about Sam Darnold. Like there's nothing around this guy and it's really cheap. Next year's only year four. It's really cheap to do that. Right. And keep him for another year, see what's there. And then you pivot to whomever uh, Sam Howell or whoever the top quarterback is next year. I know Jets fans don't want to hear that. Bills fans did that and ended up with Josh Allen. They traded back. They got Tredavious White. They got extra picks and it worked. So I know it's hard to look that far ahead. The Bills, I think, are the best team in the AFC right now. They're playing the best of any team in the AFC right now. Let me rephrase that. Sometimes it's better to kick that can down the road and build the team than add the quarterback. But Jets fans will burn that stadium down if they don't draft a quarterback. I think to me... Too many front offices maybe make the mistake of like, oh, we're drafting number two overall. We have to take a quarterback because ours isn't working. Like maybe this guy just needs some time. He was a young quarterback coming out of USC and he doesn't have anything around him. So well, and he's gonna get a new coach. Exactly. Maybe you should go Bill's method and try to build around him still because that number two overall pick. Uh, you could trade down and get a lot for it, or you could take a guy like Penny Sewell or, or who knows, maybe we'll see an edge rusher rise up there. But uh, I think they definitely have to kick the tires. Don't just assume like, oh, we're picking number two. We really suck. We have to make a change well, at the quarterback position. And I, I think one mistake a lot of teams make is uh, kind of what you were saying. We have the number two pick. We don't like our quarterback. We have to draft one. You should only draft a quarterback at two if there's one that's good enough to be drafted there. And I'm not sure that Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or Trey Lance is that good. Yeah, I'm not that high on this. Class. You know, like w- the gap between those guys and Mekhi Becton is a monster when healthy. They're good at left tackle. Mm-hmm. But what if you trade it back to six or seven, wherever the Panthers are going to end up? Let them come up and get a guy. You could be looking at Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, right. Kyle Pitts. Like you could really benefit your team, get picks next year. You have a late first round pick this year where you could get an edge or a corner. I just don't think for the Jets, the, the it's not always we have the number two pick, we have to draft a quarterback. Because if you do that and miss, you're fucked. Oh, you're, you're fired. Joe Douglas is fired. Yeah, yeah, he would lose his job. And I think there were even some questions beginning of the year if he would lose his job with Gates or not. I think he's pretty solid there. He's done a yeah. great job. He definitely hit on Mekhi Becton. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that number two pick. Yeah, very curious. I mean, I I just love watching Jets Twitter. I just I cannot wait for draft night just to see what happens. But yeah, the fact that we sort sort of have some anticipation there. But the other thing is they could do absolutely nothing and this could just be a smokescreen because they want people to think that they're not gonna do that, or they just want to hear what people are willing to give up for that. So very curious to see what happens. Yeah, and Curious to see what happens with Tua in Miami because you're right. I had people tweet me today, like, the Dolphins pick three. Should they take a quarterback? Should they trade Tua, take a quarterback? I don't personally think so, but I'm just telling you that conversation's happening. Yeah, I think it should happen, but I don't think they should give up on him just yet. No. Yeah, give him something around him. This guy, what I said on no Twitter off season. Like, right. And I have Tua. I would have had Tua over all the other quarterbacks in this class other than Trevor Lawrence. Like, we're seeing Zach Wilson and he looks special and we've known Justin Fields for a long time, but do you remember how good Tua was as a prospect? Like without that injury, uh, you know, me and Connor and you, we were comping him to like Drew Brees. 
Steve I, this Young. would have been the number one clear cut overall yeah. pick if it wasn't for Ju, uh, Joe Burrow. And, and now we're just kind of forgetting that because he struggled as a rookie. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Paige is laughing because the background behind me. I keep, I'm so caught up in the conversation. I keep forgetting about the background because it's on like a Get timer. together, thing. guys. Sorry, been on vacation a long time. Um, Let's talk a little bit about college coaches and the NFL, and then we're going to get some of our New Year's resolutions. Pat Fitzgerald allegedly open to leaving Northwestern for the NFL. Ryan Day not interested, reportedly, in leaving Columbus for the NFL. Urban Meyer to the Jaguars. Those are the rumors right now, guys. Uh, I actually saw Bleacher Report basically alert this morning that Urban Meyer was an ice head coach of the Jaguars. To the point that I clicked on it and was like, say what now? It's like, that's not the tweet I read. And so uh, that was a little interesting. He is not the head coach yet, but the rumors are definitely very, very, very strong. That's something that uh, has been out there for a couple of weeks now. The allure of Trevor Lawrence and another first round pick, pretty damn good. Imagine Trevor Lawrence and Chris Olave just go to Jacksonville. Just go. I mean, it's very good. Go have fun. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, though. This is one of my favorite coaches in college football. I actually love Coach, Coach Fitz. I never thought he would leave Northwestern unless it was for the Bears job. But here's something I just want to throw out there into the ether. Joe Douglas and Pat Fitzgerald would be best friends if they're not already. Uh, they're not the same person? I, they might be. <laughs> they, they might be more related than we are. I might be more related to them than I am. You. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? Some football guys and Smokey the Bear t-shirts. I think that would be a great fit, though. Yeah. Two, and I'm, I'm big on Pat Fitzgerald as well. I think that his time has come. Uh, you've done a great job building up Northwestern. I think they are who they are, though. Like, that's the best that it's probably going to be at yeah. Northwestern. Yep. It's probably time to jump ship, and I don't think that he will go to another college. He's yeah. going to do the NFL route, and he probably should. He's earned it. No, I 100% agree. I think he has gotten Northwestern to the spot that they're going to be at, and that's the, the peak of what you're going to get. And I think he knew that having that job, which is such – a refreshing thing for a college coach because I think sometimes the expectation is for, I mean, when you play in a conference with Ohio state, like you're not winning your conference every year, it's just not going to happen. So I think there was the expectation at Northwestern was similar to that when he came in. And so I, I definitely think that uh, the NFL move is the best for him because I, I think he is a better NFL guy and like what he did works at Northwestern. I don't think it would work at like, like if the Texas job wasn't filled, like I don't think it would have worked at a Texas or places no. like that. Like I do think the NFL is the, the next stop for him. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fun to watch. I love Urban Meyer to Jacksonville slash London. I think that's really good for him. He, he loves that part of Florida. So that makes sense. That first overall pick too. First overall yeah. pick. Definitely and he, was, he was there. He was scouting him. Like I he was, he's at that controversies. game. That are coming too. That I oh, Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. Is he going to take Justin Fields? No, he's not. No, he wouldn't. I hope he. <laughs> you know what? I hope he does because that would be so stupid. I think it would Jet fans starting that rumor. Probably. Maybe it'll. Maybe he'll fall to us. <laughs> no, Urban Meyer. <laughs> did Urban even recruit Justin Fields to Ohio State? No, it would have. No, been he would have. Yeah. Come on, guys. I do remember. I bring this up all the time. Doug Marone gets the Bills job, and everybody's like, he's going to take Ryan Nassib in the first round. Uh-huh. Didn't. <laughs> Thank God. Didn't. So, no, guys, calm the fuck down. Okay. Happy New Year. Let's talk about our New Year's resolutions. I'm excited because I'm the only one who filled out the doc today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you guys have not put yours in here. So, we're going to do New Year's resolutions and then close things out with 
what we did on our, our break between Christmas and New Year's. I'm also just excited to hear what my friends did. So, uh, Mello, New Year's resolution. Uh, he's going to say, can I predict first? Sure. I don't really do these things because I think they're stupid, but they, they stu- made me. <laughs> they are stupid. <laughs> just like that. Like, who actually follows through with their. No one. No one. I don't actually I have do. one, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to drink more water this year. That's, uh, You've let, been drinking one all show. I'm proud right? of you. Yeah. That, that's my thing. I'm going to drink more water this that year. That one's that's like an resolution. That's like an easy one to hit, though, because you like. It's, not. it's like a. Okay, not I have one bottle of water. I did it. Like <laughs> did more. you should set like a, an amount on it. Every day you'll drink this many ounces of water. I or start small. What's the recommended? Eight ounce, eight cups of water. To, right? Yeah. It's like sixty four ounces. Sixty four yeah. ounces. So I can do that. Yeah, that's like five of those. You're gonna have to go to the bathroom all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I've I started my New Year's resolution a little bit early, actually. And it is definitely changing the bathroom habit. Like I was a teacher, right? So for five years, I've had this iron bladder where I could go not even key like six hours without peeing. And it's not something you should do, but I could. And now that I'm drinking more water, it's like, how do people pee every two hours? This is ridiculous. I don't even know if I want to follow through. Yeah. And when all you drink is water and beer, you're going to be peeing so much. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Uh, Paige. My... First one is to swear less. So that I know you, you guys have are one F bomb. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna try and keep it uh, pretty clean on this podcast and in general. Um, but I will think of a way to to get money in the swear jar. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll help you with the swears, not the money. I'll be with the I swears. I feel like I do a okay, pretty cool. good job on this show of not swearing that much. In real life, it's terrible. It's every sentence I curse. I just spent a week with our parents who don't curse, and it's shocking how much I curse. Mm. It's it's a real problem for me. Yeah. It's hard when you pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah. I need to work on that. I'm uh, not going to do that. That's not mine, but <laughs> probably something I should be mindful of. Uh, mine, I have two, if that's okay. Uh, number one is to hike more. It's something I love to do. It's very good for me. And this past year, I kind of slacked on that. Um, so number one, hike more. I actually have a trip planned to go do some of that. So I'm very excited. Uh, number two is I really let the last six months affect me personally when I was trying to make this career shift, when I decided I wanted to leave Bleacher Report, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I really let it affect me personally. Uh, so I'm just starting having fun again and I'm really excited about that. So that's number two. I have another one too. Paige, go ahead though. Oh, oh no, I, I, I was just going to say to make it to an SEC game is actually just a goal of mine this year. So a tailgate tour game will be in the SEC that we're putting that out there in the universe that we will allow, be allowed to go because I was supposed to go this year and haven't been able to because of that. And I also don't get to go to the national championship because of COVID. So that not going to say it word um, sucks, but yeah, no, that's my, my resolution is to get out to the SEC in the fall. Uh, last one for me. I want to do a cartwheel this year. Oh, let's go. I can help you. That's cool. <laughs> Please. That would be such good content. You spot. I would say page spotting mellow mobile <laughs> three weeks. Get to practicing. I'll start drinking my water. So I'm ready. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So I know our listeners don't care, but I do. Uh, what'd you guys do? On the time away, uh, I really didn't talk to either of you very much between Christmas Day and January 3, right? Which is today. Uh, so I'm curious to hear 
I, I am uh, I'm not a very social person. I can be when forced to, but every once in a while, I just like to hibernate in and not leave my house. That's pretty much what I did for the last week. And I, I have a real world problem now that I have to address. And by that, I mean, I've been watching the real world ridiculously <laughs> too much. It is, it's a wow. problem. For me. You went back on the old? Yeah. It's wow. I, like the nostalgia of watching it. Like, I remember that person. Why do I remember them? Oh, that's why they're, they're, they're a drinking problem and they're throwing glasses at people. So I've dived back into that and it, it's kept me up late at night. Wow. I like that. I'm glad you're, you're going back and giving yourself some, some time to chill. Um, I still do have another job, um, that I had to do through the holiday. So I watched a lot of college football and, um, oversaw a lot of content on Bleacher Report. So still check that stuff out. Thanks. Um, Adam Kramer still doing amazing stuff. Adam Kramer. Yeah. Please read everything he does. Um, so I watched a lot of football. I did, um, I got, Matthew McConaughey's book green lights for Christmas for my brother. And I did make a significant dent in that book. It is very, very good. Um, it, on, it's different than I thought it was going to be, but I really like it. So that's basically all I've done. And now that I actually am going to have a little bit of time off after the national championship, um, I have been binging dream home makeover. And if you haven't watched it on Netflix, watch that because it is amazing. So I had this whole elaborate plan, but I, I already can tell I can't do it with a straight face. I was going to like be like, I got engaged in South Carolina. I was going to like drop that lie on you guys just to see the reactions, but I can't do it with a straight face. So I ruined my own joke because I think you for like a good joke. I think you. for 10 seconds, you both would have believed it and been I like, I just believed you right now. Like for yeah. a little bit, like I thought yeah. you were like half serious. I didn't, I didn't. That was going to be the joke. I did go to South Carolina. I uh, went to Charleston for a couple of days. Then went to Nashville for a couple of days. That's why I'm rocking the honey fire barbecue hoodie one of my favorite restaurants in the whole world. Sorry. I didn't bring any back mellow. Um, yeah, right. It probably does smell Can like smell sausage. <laughs> this food, I swear to God, it was so good. We went for lunch and it had, had lunch and everyone in our group liked it so much. We ordered it for delivery for dinner. Like so, we ate it twice in one day. I don't want to jinx myself because this has happened to me twice already. Um, and I've said this on a previous podcast. I am going to be there as of right now in February but, and I will get it to eat, but I am like scared that that trip is also going to be canceled because of something because the last two have right. been canceled, but that's all my list of things. Oh, so I've written it down. Nashville's weird right now. Um, for people who've ever been there and like, don't live there. Uh, we did walk lower Broadway just to see, and like, you have to wear a mask, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very safe, but you like the bars and everything. I didn't realize this. You can't like stand in them, which is normally the thing on lower Broadway. Everybody stand up, listen to music. You have to be seated at a table. There's a lot of social distancing. I know they've taken a lot of heat for even keeping the places open, but it seems like they're spreading folks out a little bit. But if you were so like we were talking about going to Nashville and after spending the weekend, there was like, oh, not to maybe Nashville, we wait. Yeah. Used to be. Probably not. Right. But also like we're thinking of everyone who dealt with that bomb that happened on Christmas Day, not to be a damper, that but like well. that's also something that's probably weighing heavily yeah. on the people of Nashville right now. So um, different place, but maybe we'll go and, and it'll be lively and back to its normal ways in a couple weeks. Hopefully. I'm so excited. I can't wait for tailgate tour. Uh, excited to have to talk to you guys again in a couple of days. So two episodes a week. Don't forget Mondays, Fridays. It's going to be awesome. I don't know how Paige is going to open the Friday episode. Hopefully with more whiskey though. Nope. Nope. Sober or, January. Sober jar. Or dry really? January, whatever. Are you really? Yep. 
Well, our good starting. Friends at <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Have a fantastic <laughs> non-alcoholic beer for you. So definitely check that out. That's my other right. New Year's resolution: drink more Boulevard. Drink more Boulevard. Same. Yeah, I don't know. I should keep a tally this year. How many Boulevards I drink? That'd be fun. That'd be oh, scary. It would also it. be terrifying. Okay, I think that's our show. We'll be back Friday morning. Don't forget, uh, tomorrow you can go to thedraftscout.com and start to see all the wonderful content I'll be producing. Of course, Paige still holding it down at Bleacher Report and Mello doing his thing right here and on Miked Up Daily Radio in Jomo. Also, you can stream it anywhere in the whole world. So we'll be back Friday. Until then, we'll miss you guys. 